maybe become more of like a, a villainous go-to like um you know like jack nicholson yeah right was, so yeah jack, and, jack and nicholson is middle age yeah jack nicholson was also like a little bit of a heartthrob when he was a young actor right um and then and then transitioned into like just being a just absolute fucking piece of garbage yeah uh <laughs> which he was great at yeah um <laughs> Yeah, every every character that Jack Nicholson plays is just him sitting on the sidelines of a Lakers game. Yeah. Right? Like just courtside seats with some actress who's fucking fifty years younger than him. Um She's my girlfriend. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Not Jack, my daughter. I don't know I don't even know if Jack Nicholson is married. Uh like he might be, he might be like married to like the same person for forty years, but for you know, in my mind he's he's like dating twenty year olds. Who knows? I mean he could be asexual for all we know. Yeah. Has anyone ever has anyone ever seen Jack Nicholson have sex? Roman Polanski, I'm looking at you. Science fiction. Why don't we uh, why don't we do a podcast? Uh, why don't we? Uh, so uh, this is uh, this is uh, episode two of the Columbia River Film School. Uh, this is your uh, movie podcast brought to you from the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Uh, we've got my my stunning backyard vista out the window here. Gorgeous. Uh, you know, beautiful chain link fences, green uh, trees, green trees, SUVs, SUVs, uh, trucks that nobody uses to move things. Nuts like D's. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Cool. Uh, but uh, the what we're what we're doing on this podcast is uh, there's myself. Uh, I'm Bill McDonald, and I have here with me uh, his brother Pat McDonald. Um, and uh, what we're gonna do is uh, we're going to go through uh, constructed double features. So. Uh, you know, rather than watching a, a, a double feature of uh, two movies that might necessarily be paired together on a, like, DVD in a bin you find at Walmart. Oh, man, I love those. Um, five dollars. Yeah, five dollars. Three movies. Incredible. Got that Blade quadrilogy. Yeah. <laughs> there's four of them? Well, there's the three Blade movies, and then there's the Blade TV show. Oh, okay, yeah. And they included the pilot as a movie. I see. Okay. So it's the Blade 4 film collection. Yeah. Uh, but we won't be doing that. What we'll be doing instead is... Won't we? Uh, um, no, I don't, I don't want to... We can watch a Blade movie. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's... Okay, fair enough. Uh, we can watch Blade 3 and Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> uh, but we will, uh, we'll be watching uh, two movies that we've paired together for whatever reason, either because they're very similar, uh, like what we did last time with uh, The Last Broadcast and The Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. uh, or movies that are very different, um, which uh, we won't be doing this time, but... Uh, uh, I think we will have to do that at some point. Um, and so uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the 2004 teen sex comedy classic uh, Euro Trip, mm-hmm. uh, which we have some thoughts on. A lot of thoughts. Um, and uh, when when Pat uh, said he wanted to make us watch Euro Trip, I said, well, if we're going to do that, then you have to watch The Sure Thing from 1985 with John Cusack. <laughs> Uh, which I don't think you had ever seen. Um, I, I had not. I, I'm kind of a firm believer in not watching any John Cusack films before 1990, whenever Gross Point Blank came out. 
You haven't seen Say Anything? Uh, no. How did you finish high school and not see Say Anything? <laughs> well, I also didn't see The Truth About Cats and Dogs. So, uh, I don't fucking see that. <laughs> Is that a movie? Yeah, he's in it. And no. I think Uma's in it. Mm. Okay, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so this week we'll be talking about uh, 2004's Euro Trip um, and 1985's um, uh, The Sure Thing, uh, which are uh, the same movie, uh, more or less. <laughs> so you said that to me before I watched The Sure Thing, and um, I'm, I'm very well versed in Euro Trip. It was one of my favorite teen sex comedies of the early 2000s. Uh, I did see it. When it came out in theaters, uh, rented the unrated version on DVD when it came out. Um, which is the, the version we'll be covering here. Yes. Yeah. Eurotrip unrated. Yeah. Just in case you're following along at home. Um, and But I would contend that these two movies do share similarities, but Eurotrip is a much better film. That's <laughs> not questionable. Uh, <laughs> and takes things to uh, just uh, kind of higher orbits. Yeah, uh, Euro Trip is is the sure thing turned up to eleven. Yeah, uh, the sure thing is turned up to about like five or six. Mm-hmm. It's nineteen eighty five. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's subdued. Yeah, um, but uh, we'll be we'll be talking about those two movies here in just a little bit. Uh, but before we do that, we want to break off some uh, film and TV news. Uh, as much as possibly exists at the moment, while both of those industries are largely shut down. Yeah. Uh, so you have some uh, news for us? I do. So um, this is something everyone can check out um, on uh, Vimeo. Uh, but so writer-director Shane Carruth, uh, he directed and wrote back in 2004 the time travel m- movie Primer. Uh, did you ever watch that? Uh, which one? Primer. No, I haven't seen that. Very low-budget time travel movie. Uh, like, extremely cerebral and, like, heady um, and well worth, like, three or four watches. Really? Yeah. Is it, is it like, uh, is it um, is it kind of time travel movie that has, like, loops and shit in it? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's two tech bros in a garage that stumble across time travel and then create a time travel machine and... <laughs> put it in a storage unit it's like a less perverse version of weird science yeah 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 uh there there are no boobs um are there boobs in weird science yeah there's like let's not go into it yeah anyway <laughs> anyway uh Shinkru, like very well respected sci-fi director but he's kind of um an enigma he stays out of the public light limelight uh he also did upstream color in 2013 okay uh, and those were his two uh, films. Um, he previously pitched this movie in, I think, 2016 called A Topiary. And, uh, Is it A Space Topiary? A Space Topiary, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he pitched this movie back in, I think, 2015. Um, David Fincher signed on as an executive producer. Uh, he was searching for funding for years on this and could not find it. Uh. And so last night... Fincher couldn't get funding? Yeah. Fincher, as a, his executive producer, could not get funding for this thing. And maybe, it's like... A, uh, did they get someone attached to it? Uh, actor or something, maybe? No, no. Um, so all he had was a sizzle reel. 
so last night he uploaded the sizzle reel that he's been kind of sharing around Hollywood for the last four years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's available on Vimeo. Uh, you can also find it on YouTube. But if you search for A Topiary, T O P I A R Y, you'll find this. And he uses a lot of footage from uh, other movies like E.T., uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Contact, like a lot of sci-fi and adventure movies, just to get his point across. But he also taught himself how to put CGI together. And uh, at the end of the trailer, there are a number of CGI shots of this kind of origami um, alien creature that the movie's supposed to be based around Mm -hmm. that he put together himself after teaching himself how to put together CGI. It's pretty impressive. Uh, It's pretty impressive. Um, It's got... The trailer has a score by um, the guy Christopher Nolan always uses, uh, Hans Zimmer. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of ticking clocks and... uh, Yeah. Browns and some lens flares and... Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can put a lens flare in music, but... uh, But you can't. I guess J.J. Abrams you're thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) But it's... um, it's a very well put together proof of concept, uh, and I, I, it sounds like the movie's never going to be made, which is a shame. But uh, yeah, I mean, this guy's only got two movies under his belt, but they were both like very heady, high, uh, high sci-fi. Concept I mean, you would movies. think with Fincher attached to it, you could get fucking Netflix or or Amazon or someone, someone to put the money into it. Yeah, um, but uh, it's it sounds like he's given up on it. That's weird. Other movie news: Indiana Jones Five is still a real thing. Is uh, is uh, Mutt coming back? Is is Shia uh, is Shia attached? Doesn't sound like Shia Mr. is coming Mr. back LaBeouf? as Mutt. <laughs> uh, but it has a new director, uh, James Mangold, who directed oh, Logan. Yeah, is stepping in. Hell yeah! And uh, Frank Marshall is producing. <laughs> Wait, so is it, it's just Logan with Harrison Ford as Indiana Yeah, pretty Jones? much. Just being too old for this shit. Uh, and pretty big news here. Frank Marshall, the producer, uh, gave an update on how development was going this week. And he said, writing has, quote, just started. <laughs> so we're going to see Indiana Jones 5 when uh, Harrison Ford <laughs> is 90 years old. <laughs> uh moving right along yeah harrison ford for for people who don't know was i think 35 when they made star wars christ (laughs) so not a young man um demolition man what the sequel the blast from the past is in development uh according to sylvester stallone um i think it is coming we're working on it right now with warner brothers and it looks fantastic so that should come out that's going to happen (laughs) thanks sly (laughs) That's according to Sylvester Stallone right now. Uh, but yeah, Demolition Man, um, apparently both Sylvester Stallone and um, Wesley Snipes are on board to come back and reprise their roles. No word on Sandra Bullock or Taco Bell's... Taco Bell's endorsement. Endorsement. Endorse their product placement deal. But we'll see. Maybe we'll finally learn uh, how, to, how to wipe yourself with the three shells. Oh, uh, boy, I don't ever want to wipe with a shell. No. Yeah, they never explain how it works. No. Um, I get that, like, curve at the end that... Yeah, I guess, you know... Uh, is it like a bidet thing? <laughs> Do you use it to angle the water? I'm seeing a whole lot of commercials for bidets these days. People are getting really into bidets. Yeah. Like um, on CNN and everything. Yeah. Like, 
I will say for our last uh, movie news story here, <clears throat> uh, James Mangold, who we um, discussed previously, um, was doing a Q&A on Twitter the other day, and someone asked, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, The Wolverine, the end of The Wolverine? Uh, after, like, the very end? Very end of The Wolverine. Like, when where... he gets his, he gets his uh, fucking... Uh, traditional comic costume yes yeah yeah so at the at the end of wolverine uh spoilers for a 2012 movie i guess yeah we saw that in the uh we saw that in the fucking uh, dollar theater the uh, shitty yeah. regal dollar theater yeah um, Hon- i honestly don't think that movie's terrible no it's a good movie yeah like yeah. you know uh, Wolver- men go did some good stuff with those two movies yeah. wolverine origins very bad Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Wolverine is a a solid like you know six out of ten action movie. Yeah. Um, and then of course Logan is is like one of the you know better movies to come out uh, from from the like the comic book genre. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, in general. Uh, but yeah, no, the Wolverine not terrible. Um, no. And uh, you know I think it has some good action set pieces. You know Hugh Jackman is good in it as always. Mm-hmm. Um. It, d- it does suffer from, like, cartoon villain third act syndrome. Yeah, or it's just like, how can we, you know, we need someone for Wolverine to fight. Yeah, uh, so... we have this old man in <laughs> yeah. a silver samurai mech. We, we thought it might be a good idea to make our villain an old Japanese man. Uh, so let's, let's so we put, put him, him in a robot. Yeah, we put him in a mech, a mech suit. But, um, so he, uh, James Mangle, the uh, director, was answering questions on Twitter the other day. Someone asked him... Uh, if Hugh Jackman ever once put on the Wolverine mask and gloves that were seen at the very end of the film, was and, it was it the yellow and blue or the brown? Uh, the the uh, brown and orange, so orange yeah. and brown. Yeah, they, which the, is the, the better the better costume? The eighties colors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and for those not familiar, at the very end of Logan, uh, it was just kind of an Easter egg thrown out there for fans. Uh, he's given a briefcase on the plane uh, that he's on at the end of the movie, and it has the uh, classic Wolverine head mask, a pair of gloves, and uh, presumably what looks like a bodysuit. And they're all orange and brown, like his classic 80s look. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to derail this too much, but, you know, like, that was that was a gag in the original X-Men movie, right? Like, right. Um, there's, uh, there's a scene where the, I think they're in the Blackbird. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and you know Logan says something like uh, you know you know why are we all wearing like matching matching leather uniforms right uh, and uh, and Cyclops uh, says like what did you expect like uh, you know yellow spandex yeah yeah uh, and I, I think that that's a that's a thing from the superhero movies of that era uh, like X Men the first X Men movie what, was two thousand or ninety nine. 99. Yeah. It was yeah. in production, probably, you know, it's probably started production right after uh, uh, Batman and Robin and Blade mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's still, it's still like, you know, one foot in that era uh, and one foot in our kind of current comic book movie era. Uh, and, you know, one of the big contentions in comic book movies was always like, well, what the fuck did we put them in? 
right because you know like we can't put Halle Berry in like a like an like an ivory white uh costume with like fucking wings and shit yeah um and uh you but know at the same time they have to be some sort of recognizable as the characters that they are yeah yeah and and I, I think that Marvel has done a pretty good job um in in their in their recent output of figuring out how to do the comic book costumes in a like not cheesy way absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah so you know like the captain america costume um has changed a couple of times mm-hmm. uh throughout uh, uh chris evans run in in uh marvel movies um i i personally don't have any problems with the uh the cap costume from uh the first avenger um or uh i I think it makes sense given the time period yeah because it and and they put it you know they they figure out how to make it work in the movie that it's like you know his his stupid uso costume right right uh yeah 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 yeah. uh and uh and then it gets like a you know they they put some of the stuff from some of the comic books from the early aughts where they like militarized his his costume up Mm -hmm. a little bit uh and like gave him a gun holster basically yeah (laughs) <laughs> um uh you know so i think they did a good job with that and i think that uh, his costume kind of like uh gracefully changed throughout uh the marvel movies yeah it becomes more utilitarian um and i hate to say it but you know you got some pouches on there some straps on yeah, there rob liefeld was right all along magnetic shield holder yeah and uh, it all makes sense in real life <laughs> Uh, and, and, uh, Thor's shit. I know the first Thor movie gets a lot of crap. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind the first Thor movie. Uh, I think it's, I think it's silly. Uh. Yeah. I like the fish out of water stuff. But, uh, and it's, it's, it's not good. Uh, like I, I watched it. I watched all of the Marvel movies, uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, after after Endgame came out, I, I I went back and I watched through them like um, in their you know the timeline order basically. Yeah. And there's some stuff that you just have to like you grin you and have grin to and bear get it. Through. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah. And Thor Thor one is one of them. Um, Thor one is not good, uh, but it's I, I think that it's still like fun. Um, uh, it it also has like bad you know third act cartoon stuff. Yep. Uh, where like it really falls apart in the third act. That's just a Marvel problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know the, the only the, they don't know what to do they don't know how to finish those movies right they're just like uh space laser and a robot yeah or um, yeah, see both ant-man movies yeah uh yeah paul rudd just carrying ant-man on his back yep uh him and uh, uh pena what's that guy's name um boy can't remember that dude's name I can't remember his first name his last name is pena yep um but uh yeah just carrying those movies on their backs um but uh yeah you know so like the thor costume in the first movie um is like pretty comic book accurate yeah um and although i don't like uh, uh chris hemsworth's beard in that movie he doesn't have a beard in the first one and that's he has like I... a really thin beard i think yeah it's like he has like an extremely thin ginger beard it's not even it's, it's like a thin blonde like yeah yeah it's it's very like norwegian it. if, right? you, look, if <laughs> you look at the posters for thor like the first thor movie you look at them now and it's like where the fuck is his beard yeah <laughs> what were you doing yeah it is it is a fucking wonder that taika watiti was able to pull that series out of, the, out of the trash he sure did and now he's getting like the first is it the first i think that's the first marvel movie the first marvel franchise that will have four movies for a single character oh really um yeah i guess that uh, iron well no iron man doesn't have one iron uh, man three cap three 
Avengers doesn't count really because it's not a single character yeah, it's movie. An, it's an ensemble. Movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor, I think, is the first one getting a fourth movie. Um, but I think that yeah, that's based on the strength of um, Thor Ragnarok and Taika Waititi's just like credentials and, 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 just, and you know, what he brings to that universe. Chris Hemsworth just being just like a big lovable oaf. Right. They discovered way too late that holy shit, we have this great comedic actor. Yeah. And, and, and he happens to play, like, one of the more unbelievable characters yeah. in this. And it's like, yeah, let's just play into the fact that he's, like, a big dumb idiot. Yeah. Right? Like, all the, the you know, in, in Ragnarok, some of the best stuff in that movie is, like, all his interactions with uh, Doctor Strange. Yep. Where he's just, like, fucking bumbling around uh, yeah. the Sanctum Sanctorium. Oh, that's such like, a great scene. Yeah. Just... Just confused as shit. And yeah, and seeing him react to being teleported. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's, you know, and it's funny because, like, you know, Asgard is presumably filled with magic. Right. And so, you know, none of this stuff should be new to him, but he's just, like, such a fucking big idiot. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's just really good. But uh, anyway, yeah, like, the costume problems uh, in those early Marvel movies where they were just like, yeah, we gotta put people in leather. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's, you know, it's the late 90s and that's what we do. Uh, I think, you know, Sam Raimi, uh, went out on a limb, uh, by putting, by putting Tobey Maguire in a, in yeah. a colorful costume. To do, like, a mostly screen-accurate, uh, um, yeah, Spider-Man costume. And yeah. I think that, you know, the, the Spidey costume from those movies is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, you also have in the same movie, the Green Goblin costume. Which is a Power yeah. Ranger costume. Yeah, it's a Power yeah. Ranger suit. And there is, there is footage, they did, like, a, uh, they did a screen test of a, like, um, animatronic oh, right. goblin yeah. mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, it would have been very good, but, like, also, Willem Dafoe is already a, like, weird goblin. Willem right? Dafoe so, is a goblin, yes. So, like, they should have just painted him, like, just put green face paint on the dude. Uh, you know, they should have just had him, like, uh, gradually become, like, goblinier. Yeah. Like, with prosthetics throughout the, uh, movie, and then put him in, like, a bodysuit of some kind. Absolutely. Because Willem Dafoe that. is, like, fucking creepy and, uh, skin- like, incredibly skinny- and bony and shit, right? Yeah. Like, they could have put him in some weird bodysuit and then just, like, slowly used prosthetics over the course of the movie yep. to, like, fuck his face up. Uh, and that would have been better than the fucking Power Ranger costume that we got. Um, so bad. Yeah, so, like, you know, I think Sam Raimi kind of got halfway there. Um, but, like, if it was any other director besides Sam Raimi, they would have put Spidey in, like, a leather suit. Yeah, right. Sam, Sam Raimi was the only person yeah. who would have been willing to like say like, no, this is a stupid fucking comic book mm-hmm. thing. Like, let's do a stupid comic book thing. I think he had the nerd cred at that point in his career, even though he hadn't. I mean, he did you know Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness. He had done a bunch of TV, like action adventure yeah. TV, like Xena and Hercules. Um, he wasn't a huge name, but I think he had enough credit to his name where he was able to come in and say, no, here's how we're going to do it. Here's how we should do it. And I think it paid off. He, he would have put, he would have put Mysterio in the, in the green suit. Yeah, for sure. The, yeah. uh, with the, with the, uh, the fishbowl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, in, in Spider-Man, uh, home, far from home, uh, which, which is the far from home, far yeah. from home. Yep. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal is wearing like a pretty convincing Mysterio costume. Yeah, it's a comics accurate suit. Yeah, like, but I, that I would not have that. happened twenty years earlier. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Especially when you have actors who, <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay, I'll wear the mask for two to three minutes on screen. Yeah, my face needs, and to then be... my face needs to be front and center. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean that was a big problem with the Spider-Man movie um, is that like the mask was coming off. was real. <laughs> yeah, um, and so they had to. Yeah, and so you can't move. Like it, there's no facial. Uh, there's no like. Um, uh, oh yeah, the eyes aren't like acting or yeah. moving. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And you can't. You know, you can barely see that Tobey Maguire is talking. Uh, what I read about that mask is that um, uh, because you know all the stuntmen also had to wear it. Yeah. Uh, so they had a, the mask has, um, like basically plastic in it mm-hmm. to maintain the same facial structure. Oh, okay. Uh, regardless of who's wearing it, because yeah. obviously like the stuntmen are not going to have the same head shape as Tobey Maguire. Right. Uh, and so there's, there's basically like a, um, you know, there's, there's like a hero version of the mask for all of the close-ups. Sure. Uh, that, uh, that, that is, you know, maintains the same structure, but that also means that it doesn't move realistically. Uh, and so that's, that's a big problem in that movie. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, back to, back to Wolverine. Back to Wolverine. <laughs> uh, someone on Twitter asked, uh, James Mangold, uh, did Hugh Jackman ever once actually put the Wolverine mask on? And, uh, James Mangold said, sorry, he never put it on. We never even made a version of the outfit outside of the briefcase. And then he goes on to say everything about his character, as I understand it, would keep him from donning a self-promoting uniform. And then he says, I'm sure the next incarma- incarnation of the Wolverine will go there. Uh, and then there's like a screenshot of the uh, I'm very cool and realistic looking um, brown and, and gold um, mask and gloves. And they do kind of look utilitarian. But are we going to get just... a, uh, an X? An, who, who is she? X-23? Um, the, the girl from Logan? Uh, Daphne. Not the a... actress. Um Oh, an X twenty three film is that? Is that the right fucking X number? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why yeah. the fuck do I remember that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I get a brain full of uh, like. I of mean, like now Catholic that... councils from the thirteenth yeah. century and no. also obscure comic book characters. I, th- I think I think that whole uh, that that Fox universe is done. Um, no, but I, I think that you know, even if it's not the same character you know the same person right you know oh sure not yeah even, like, we may see actor. that character again yeah but like uh you know i, I think i think there's uh, you know hugh hugh jackman i don't think is ever going to come back no uh you know maybe he'll do a cameo and something right but uh right the x-men franchise uh has has fucking tanked itself again um and yeah uh you know that the, the x-men franchise is just like fucking a disaster uh you know they, they'll they'll get like one good movie off every once in a while every couple of years and yeah. then just fuck it up uh every time yeah um but uh yeah no i i think i think that it would be a good opportunity now that uh disney owns uh, all the fox properties again mm-hmm. uh to just uh get rid of hugh jackman um you know forget about that and just do a a, a wolverine like character uh put a put a young woman in the role yeah. Um, and, you know, just make sure she has two claws instead of three so that people don't get confused because uh, people are big idiots. Um, and That said, though, I think you could feature that character and um, just like they did with uh, Batman recently in the, the, uh, the recent DC films and uh, with um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, is you don't have to rely on an origin story anymore. No. Yeah. So you can you can you can seed that into the credits. They don't even fucking talk about Uncle Ben in no. the Tom Holland stuff. No. And so you want to do an X twenty three movie? I mean, just say she's a clone from the original Wolverine. Yeah. And that's got, all you got need it. to say. Got it in fucking forty five seconds. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, do it in the goddamn credits if you want to. You like? Yeah. Just, 
you know, show some schematic of like a fucking uh, like a cloning vat or something. Right, and then show Logan's grave, yeah, and, and then here's her fucking done. You fucking Boom. you're done. You got it. Off to the races. Um, Print this money. Yeah, but that's that's you know that's that's one of the things, right? Is that uh, when when all these comic book movies started coming out in the early two thousands. You know, everyone knew who Batman and Superman were, mm-hmm. uh, and so you know you didn't necessarily need to do the Batman origin story. Uh, right, nineteen eighty nine Batman doesn't. No, right. Um, yeah, it, it, which I think is actually pretty brave uh, uh, on uh, on um, what's his fucking name, uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton's part uh, to just not do the origin story. Like they do a Joker origin of sorts, kind of. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, they don't um, they don't bother with the Batman origin story because it's fucking nineteen eighty nine. Everybody knows who the fuck Batman. Everyone knew is. who he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but people don't necessarily know the X Men all that well um in in 2000 right uh Sp- people know spider-man uh but like yeah but they don't know the details of yeah. spider he, yeah he, he hadn't really crossed over like spider-man was, Superman a, or was, Batman a, was a 40 year old comic book character as opposed to an 80 year old comic yeah. book character yeah, 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 like yeah. batman and superman uh and so you know like there was, you, you know, your, your your dad in nineteen in in two thousand might have uh, had some Spider Man comics when he was a kid or whatever, mm-hmm. but because comics had fallen out of popularity, you know, Marvel was fucking bankrupt. Right. Um, the uh, you know Spider Man may not have been all that well known. Um, I mean, you couldn't have made an Avengers movie in uh, two thousand. Absolutely not. Uh, no, because everyone would be like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> like, like a out of the way um let's uh let's talk about these two movies we watched um so uh do you want to talk about the uh the sure thing first um because it's the uh it's the earlier movie uh i think yeah that's probably the best uh best way to start out here yeah so uh so the sure thing 1985 film starring john cusack uh made by uh rob reiner i think yeah rob reiner um rob reiner uh prolific 1980s director yep um and uh kind of kind of a weird old dude actually uh uh but uh yeah 1985 uh film starring john cusack uh it is a road trip movie um uh do you want to break us off the uh, the basic plot of uh the sure thing yeah so uh john cusack plays a uh high school senior named walter gibson a bro he's a total bro but he's um Kind of an emo bro or a dramatic bro. Yeah, a dramatic bro? Is that a character archetype? Yeah. Um, who? Yeah, who is he similar to in another movie? He's, uh, a, he's a poetry bro. Yeah. Um, uh, did you ever watch Sex Education? Uh, no. Oh, you should watch Sex Education. Okay. Uh, well, who else? Um, Any John Cusack character <laughs> all, in the I 80s? All John Cusack characters? Like, yeah, yeah uh, well, so I mean, he's 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 like a soft bro. Uh, it's it's a juxtaposition of like other bro characters in comedy movies at the time. So like, yeah, you think about the villains from Revenge of the Nerds, uh, Revenge of the Revenge of the Nerds one. Uh, also, 
uh, deeply problematic movie. Very. Um, that just has a rape in it. Yep. Uh, like, uh, but, uh, you know, the villains in Revenge of the Nerds, um, uh, are, are the, you know, the stereotypical, like, uh, like villainous jocks, right, in, uh, of, of 80s movies, um, and, uh, John Cusack in this movie is is not necessarily that way. No, he's not um, evil per yeah, se. He's not he's not an evil bro. Uh, he, he's he's a bro who wants to reform. Yeah, uh, he um, for all the wrong reasons. I mean, you're kind of introduced to him in the first ten to fifteen minutes, and his best friend Lance, uh, classic bro name. Yeah, they they they've just graduated high school, and um, uh, Walter Gibson. Uh, also known as Gib, who uh, that's how we'll refer to him moving forward. Yeah, uh, Gib has found that he no longer has any um, luck with the ladies. Um, I counted it because they did kind of detail this in the film, but Gib had sex six times in high school, um, twice his sophomore year. Four times his junior year. And then uh, dry spell. And then he's had a dry spell ever since. I don't think it's a bad tally, really, for high school, but whatever. Is it six women, right? Yes. Yeah. But no, no. Six no. times? Is that what they meant? Six times. Oh, I, I took it to mean six women. No. So, you know, they, they, they detail this. Um, the first two in his sophomore year were two different women. And then... Um, I don't know why they went into specifics like this, but I, I remember it. That's because Rob Reiner's weird. That's why. The other four times his junior year were two separate uh, two separate women. So he had sex twice with two other women in his junior year. And then his senior year, no sex. He's graduating. Uh, he and his best friend Lance are going to separate uh, colleges yeah, which which is which is how a lot of these a lot of these like teen teen sex comedies uh, kind of start, right? Yeah, is like uh, it was super bad. Is like the entire movie is about this, right? Right. Um, it, you know, so you're going to different colleges. Uh, if if you're if you're currently like 16 or 17 years old and you're concerned about this, you're gonna lose all your friends anyway. Yep. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you know, you just stop worrying about it. Like, I'm still pretty good friends with a couple of people I went to high school with, but uh, that's because they all went to like school, you know, roughly in the same area as me. But uh, yeah, just don't worry about it all that much because uh, you know, pe- people change a lot after high school anyway. Yeah. In case we have any high schoolers listening. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. Um, but uh, he uh, he he also meets uh, this uh, woman named Allison, who is like a, a type A, uh, like you know everything is scheduled, uh, you know very good at school kind Straight of straight A student. Yeah, uh, focused on graduating, going to college, and then her career. Yeah, Gib tries to hook up with her, and uh, she's not having any of it. No, uh, he does end up at the same college with her. And uh, that's kind of when their story together begins. And, in, in, yeah, in classic 80s fashion, in classic John Cusack fashion. Yeah, in classic John Cusack fashion. He's, not, he's just not getting any of the signals. He's, not, he's such a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, I really, and I, I think you did as well. I really, I, mean, I still like this movie. Uh, I really like uh, uh, High Fidelity. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I watched it, and I, like, I watched it when I was in high school, uh, and I was like, oh man, I really sympathize with John Cusack. 
Uh, and then I watched it again as an adult, and I was like, this is a bad man. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a bad person. <laughs> But um, yeah, he he's uh, so he's 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 in college. Uh, he meets Allison. Uh, he wants to sleep with Allison. Uh, she's the type A, and so uh, they're in an English class together. Yes, and uh, their English professor compliments John Cusack uh, slash Gibbs paper, but says it's kind of sloppy, grammatically all over the place. You've got something solid here, but you need work. And so Gibb asks Allison for help uh, on the final uh, in a ploy to have sex with her. Yeah, just like he, uh, you know, used that woman's uh, father's funeral uh, yeah. as, as a ploy to sleep with his ex. As you do. Uh, very normal stuff. <laughs> very normal stuff. Just pulling a normal one. Yeah, I, I like the idea that John Cusack is just playing the same character in all of his movies. He's just playing John <laughs> Cusack. just the same person. Yeah. John Cusack tries to sleep with Allison. Uh, she realizes this whole studying thing was yeah. just a ploy to get in her pants. No dice. No dice at all, sir. And I mean, you know, whomst among us, uh, has whomst not, among <laughs> us has not attempted this, uh, this, this scumbag move. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you used to attend church specifically to try and pick up women. <laughs> Two different churches. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Catholic, different denominations. Different even. denominations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is real scumbag shit. Well... Yeah, uh, St. Peter's going to love that. <laughs> it, it becomes a, uh, a road trip movie, which uh, yeah, I, so I, I wasn't expecting. Lance, Lance, who is out in California. Yeah. I think it's Cal- it is California. It is, yeah. yeah. He's in L.A., yeah. Because, you know, still in the 1980s, California is, is still like the, you know, the, the paragon of like a place you would want to be. Oh, I have a note here uh, that I used to think all women in the 80s had long butts. <laughs> the fuck does that mean when did what what time was it when you watched this movie <laughs> but it turns out they didn't have long butts it was the pants it was just the pants were yeah. designed poorly yeah uh jeans uh, jeans in the 1980s uh not not uh, not particularly flattering. no no it was like the swimsuits oh this oh well, yeah the swimsuits because they're all so the sure thing the, the titular yeah. sure thing in yeah. this movie like... well let's explain what the sure thing is yes so uh the the movie is called the sure thing because uh you know so uh gib has this like extended dry spell uh which has has gone on from you know his his junior year basically yeah uh and now he's in his first year in university uh and he's still not making it happen um and uh you know it's it's a he's supposed to be this like kind of bro-y guy and it it doesn't make any sense to him uh and his friend lance who is uh, in college out in california uh they're talking um on the phone i think uh or has he sent him a letter um yeah yeah he sends him yeah. a letter they exchange letters it's uh, really cute yeah they raise writing letters to his, his his bro out in california uh very adorable uh and send some letters to your bros uh but uh you know lance uh says like hey man you know what you got to do is you got to come out here uh over winter break i think it is yeah because uh, Lance, or not Lance, Gibb is, uh, like, at school on the East Coast or in the Midwest or somewhere. Gibb's on the East Coast. Um, Lance is Lance in, in California. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, you got to come out here over winter break, uh, and I know this girl. Uh, she will definitely sleep with you. Break the dry spell, uh, and it's a sure thing. Um, and he sends him a photo of this girl who's, like, uh, like 10 out of 10 smoke show. 
uh, and and so you know, Gib is like, all right, I gotta go to California, and it's like a photo of her in a bikini yeah. on the beach. I'm like, where did you get this photo? It's so Lance? fucked like, up. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? So like, Gib's roommate. Lance, says to this woman yeah, Lance Lance is like fucking Epstein he's just got like yeah. you know, 10,000 photographs of young women just like and so Lance is like hey my friend's this loser on the east coast uh and he can't get laid if he drives out here if he drives Christmas. out can he fuck you yeah like what the fuck and she's like yeah for sure but <laughs> I have to be out of here by the 23rd yeah for Christmas so there's like a fucking time limit on this is the sure thing a Christmas movie <laughs> Uh, mm, oh wow i didn't even think about that i hate sex comedies yeah so uh so yeah so that's the that's the kind of inciting uh incident in this movie um and uh and and so gib has to drive to california but he uh he brings with him allison, uh, allison. Um, and they don't drive and they don't drive they have to this was funny because this kind of took me back to college uh i went to college 2002 through tonight and uh <laughs> went to college for a while and then oh, we all went to college for a while you know i graduated when i was 25 <laughs> but uh before you know like craigslist and um uh facebook and all that stuff uh there were like rideshare boards yeah uh in the well, because you you went to you went to college at a, at a major university but in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah eastern uh, a, washington a cow college in the middle of the desert yeah yeah, so like G- Gib finds a ride on this rideshare board, um, and it is a ride. He is driven by Tim Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins is in this, <laughs> and Tim Robbins's wife, wait, uh, and they're like insufferable, uh, like very you know like happy people. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah. They like they're not they're not bad people they're just insufferable (laughs) yeah they're insufferable they drive a station wagon they really love show tunes um and through uh comedy of errors uh, gib and allison who now hate each other end up in the same car together for a cross-country trip uh in the backseat of tim robbins car yeah uh and and that's the kind of like uh that's the that's 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 what's going on in this movie. It's yeah. it's just them trying to get across the United States, uh, so so that so that John so Cusack can get laid. Can fuck. Uh, and uh, and uh, but then you know him and him and Allison um, because they are now forced to uh, like actually spend time together. Uh, they like actually grow to like each other. Daphne Zuninga. Never heard of her. What else was she in? She started her career in the nineteen eighty two slasher film The Dorm That Dripped Blood. Oh. That's that sounds like a good one, honestly. <laughs> uh, she was also in The Fly Two, cool. Uh, the Lucille Ball television drama Stone Pillow, okay. Uh, Spaceballs. Oh, she was in Spaceballs. Yeah, uh, and then she went on to '90s TV with Melrose Place and One Tree Hill. Yeah, uh, this all this all checks out. Yep. Uh, that that is that is a that is a perfect career trajectory for for this character. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they, they kind of like, you know, uh, they, they go across country with each other and, uh, and actually grow to like each other, um, over, over the course of their road trip. Uh, and, uh, and, and what happens when, when Gib arrives to California? Lance welcomes with open arms, his friend Gib, uh, to this enormous, like 
teen sex party. Yeah, it's a weird, weird thing about like movies in California in the 1980s is just like there's like a pool. Everyone like, lives in a mansion in fucking Los Angeles. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> it's like at a mansion there is a pool. Everyone has their tits out. Like it's the uh, it's the um, the uh, notorious Big video. Um, it's exactly like one uh, of those videos. Yeah. yeah. Where, where he's just, like, playing Super Nintendo. But it's in the mansion. 80s and yeah. everyone is white. Yeah. There's no black people. Not a person of color <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I, I, yeah. I don't think there is. No, there isn't. <laughs> I counted. It Whoops. was zero. Rob. <laughs> Talk to your casting agent. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Any of these characters could have been played by a black person. <laughs> so I do, I, 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 I do want to say that earlier in the movie, Lance tells gib if you want to sleep with a woman you just have to feed her this script this is, this is some pickup artist stuff yeah it's gross and the script is i've never met anyone like you before usually when i meet someone new i feel awkward and shy but with you it's different i can talk to you you know what i'm thinking Without me having to explain it to you in fancy terms. Yeah. We speak each other's unspoken language. Oh, fucking Lance, you douchebag. Fluently. Yeah. I love you. Oh, Lance. Then go in for a kiss. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, the you know, the, 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 the irony is that, uh, you know, Lance feeds him this nonsense... Uh, but, uh, but then he actually, like, spends time talking to a girl instead of trying to sleep with her. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out, you know, like, uh, it's actually a better plan to talk to a human being, uh, than to just focus on trying to sleep with them and, uh, the, you know, the words you have to say to make that happen. Absolutely. The movie has a happy ending. They, yeah. they, they do eventually end up together. Uh, you, you mean, of course, uh, Gib and Allison. Gib and uh, Allison. Not, not Gib and the sure thing. Yeah. It's kind of a weird ending, too, though. So It's, it's kind of abrupt. Very abrupt, yeah. yeah. So we get to the party, which he has crossed the country for. Allison is there with her boyfriend, who also goes... Oh, right, she has a boyfriend. She has, yeah, like, a that's, nerdy that's boyfriend. That's why she's going to California. Yeah, so Allison has a nerdy boyfriend who is, like, doing law school or something yeah. on the West Coast. Yeah. And so she's going out there to meet him. He And, and so they... And he's a big dork. He's a huge dork. Yeah. Whereas, like sweaters before it was cool to wear like cute yeah. sweaters um allison realizes she loves gib and wants to be a wild girl and go to parties <laughs> and so drags her dork boyfriend with her and then like they have kind of a dance-off next to gib yeah. and the sure thing yeah who is credited as the sure thing as the sure thing fucking she Jesus. does not have a fucking name but yeah, Boy. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, she's credited as the sure thing. She is. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, uh, and and I mean, you know, she is a relatively small part in this movie anyway. I'm certain she was a porn star. Like, she's not a great actress or model or something. Uh, yeah, mo like, yeah, and she's got maybe like four or five lines. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, eventually Gib John Cusack uh, makes it upstairs with the sure thing. Yeah, TST. TST. And, uh, he, like, feeds her a drink, and they're gonna bone down, and then, um, I think we cut to black. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then it's, like... Because this is, like, PG-13. Yeah. But then it's, like, three months later... And it's, like, a 1985 PG-13. Yeah. Right? So it's actually pretty tame. Yeah. And, uh, Gib and... 
uh, Allison are in an, uh, the same English class with, with uh, the same professor. It's awkward. Gib and Allison are in the same class together again. And uh, Gib tries to talk to Allison. Allison is having none of it. Uh, she's, you know, pissed off at him for, you know, just ditching her and sleeping with the sure thing. And, and having gone through this, this huge uh, cross-country trip to sleep with the sure thing. <laughs> when they had this, like, uh, you know, great relationship. Yeah, this, like, uh, this magic, uh, magic road trip this with magic Tim Robbins. Trip. Yeah. Their professor reads this nonsensical screed <laughs> that uh, Gib wrote, apparently... Uh, which eventually ends up saying, I didn't sleep with that girl. And then Allison looks at him and she's like, you didn't, literally, she like looks at him in class and she's like, you didn't sleep with her? And he's like, nah. Which really begs the question, how did they get back to the East Coast? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> like, did they, did they take separate? They are at this party in LA <laughs> and then we cut to black and then they're back in fucking like, New York or wherever. Yeah, Connecticut or something. Connecticut, yeah. And John Cusack's like, no, I realized you were the sure thing all along. And then they kiss, and the fucking camera freezes. Yeah, of course, freeze frame. Go to credits. Yeah, that's it. This movie Got is it. bullshit. Got it in one. This movie is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is... Uh... This is this is not an uncommon uh, 1980s uh, like romantic comedy uh, plotline, right? Like uh, Sixteen Candles kind of does this same thing. Yeah. Um, where uh, although uh, uh, Sixteen Candles does it, uh, but uh, you know Pretty in Pink, same kind of thing. Like sure, the, yeah. the, uh, there, there's like the there's there's multiple competing uh, interests for whoever the main character is. Uh, and then there's a, like, uh, there's a moment in the third act where, like, they seemingly make the wrong choice, right? Uh, yeah. And then, and then it's corrected at the end of the movie, and then all is well, and we, like, go to credits. Right, it's the John Legend formula. John, John Legend? John Legend? John Legend is a musician. Uh, he's married to Chrissy Teigen. Uh, you are thinking of... Uh, John Legend? What not the fucking John shit. Legend? Uh, John, what? he's dead now. Uh, not John Legend. Um, <laughs> John Legend is dead? John Legend's not dead. Uh, who's the guy? John something. Not John Waters. <laughs> All I can think about is John Waters. John Cusack? No. Uh, yeah, just who made fucking Home Alone? John Hughes. John Hughes, there we go. <laughs> Wait, isn't that the guy with the huge dick? Uh, no. Uh, Marky Mark? No. <laughs> from, from Boogie Nights? We uh, should just... John Holmes. John Holmes, okay. Fucking got it in one, man. Yeah. How many inches did John Holmes have? Is that one of the suggested Google? People also ask. <laughs> Dirk, who's like Dirk Diggler? Boogie Nights? Never seen it. You see Boogie Nights? No. Jesus Christ. Okay, we're gonna have to watch that at okay. some point. <laughs> uh, you you haven't seen Boogie Nights? I have not seen Boogie Nights. Christ. Yeah. Uh, you would love Boogie Nights. All right. Well, I'll watch it anyway. Uh, back to John Cusack. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's where we were. Uh, yeah, so it, this is this is a pretty typical like '80s movie ending, right? Where like the uh, the 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 supposed transgression is corrected in like the last fucking four minutes of the yeah. movie, uh, and uh, and then everything is fine, and then it's over. Um, but black, see them kissing, we're done. Credits. But uh, anyway, so you didn't like the sure thing. You know, I liked, I like a John Cusack movie. I yeah. love John Cusack. I like a rom com. 
but it, it just it just it seemed so fucking trite and john cusack's character was such a douchebag yeah and he was a douchebag the whole way through yeah john cusack plays a great douchebag he does yes there's a reason i don't like watching john cusack movies before gross point blank because i think in gross point blank you get a john cusack who realizes he was a sack of shit for most of his life yeah and that's and a and lot he's of the, repentant. yeah so you know in, in the 90s uh in, in the 90s so you know uh, i think the the two premier john cusack movies of the 90s are, are gross point blank and and uh high fidelity yeah um but in the 90s uh this happened to a couple of people, but um, in the 90s, there was basically just like, okay, we've got all these, like, they weren't necessarily, like, teen heartthrobs in the 80s. Sure. Um, but they, they were they were somewhere in that space, right? They were, they were like, uh, leading men from... Tom Hanks is actually a good example. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, leading men from, uh, like, 1980s sex comedies. Yeah. There, there was a trend of, like, okay, you know, let's get the, like, middle-tier uh, comedy actors from um from the 1980s and start casting them in like weird little uh like you know not necessarily independent but uh you know indie-esque movies yeah like uh, like, like cult cult movies small budget yeah yeah and so like you know john cusack started getting cast in roles like that and and like you know i think he did very well for it right like gross point blank is fucking great um dan Aykroyd also in that movie yeah right like dan Aykroyd, comedy actor from the 80s um, who, who got, you know, recap, who, who got put in that movie, also very good in that movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, High Fidelity, similar thing. John Cusack is, his, his character, at the outset, he's, like, an unrepentant asshole. Yeah. Um, who, like, has clearly done nothing correctly in his life. Um, and, uh, and just is, you know, a, a big piece of shit to everybody around him. And I feel like that was his role in the 80s. Yeah. Like, in Better Off Dead, in The Sure Thing. But he was 25 uh, and not 35. Yeah, like One Crazy Summer. Yeah. yeah. Like, he he was able to play that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, boy, John Cusack has done a lot of garbage, huh? Uh, but, yeah, John, John Cusack is kind of in that same, uh, in that same vein of actors um and uh and so you know in, in the sure thing he's basically he's basically playing like the earlier version of himself from all of the later movies he made yeah that's that's a good way of describing it. um and uh yeah that's you know uh the, the you could you could very easily like uh have put uh allison's actress in one of those scenes where you know uh, uh john cusack in, in high fidelity is talking about his exes yeah uh, and just been like, I dated this girl in college, and it didn't work out, and uh, and you know, Christ, I don't know why they didn't put her yeah, in there. And, yeah, and he, you know, and he thinks that it was her fault, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, she wanted to go to law school or something, and right. Uh, in actuality, it was because he was a big a dickhead. Record yeah. store, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was like, I got really into Miles Davis, and she just didn't understand, like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but that, you know, so, like, he's playing, like, the earlier version of himself from those 90s movies in this movie. Uh, but, um, anyway, so, I, you know, I, I think, I, the reason I said we should watch The Sure Thing is because I think The Sure Thing is, like, the tamer version of the other movie that we watched. Sure. Right, where it's just, like, uh, you have a character who has some sort of relationship trouble. Yep. Um, uh and, uh, he's about to go off to college or has just gone to college uh, and he finds out that somewhere very far away from him, uh, there is a, like, sure thing 
who happens to be a 10 out of 10 smoke show. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then he has to, you know, with his friends, uh, with like, you know, this like motley band, uh, has to kind of travel across a long distance. Yeah. Uh, somewhat difficulty, uh, difficultly to, uh, to, to find this person. The hero's journey. Yeah. The hero's, it's just, it's just, uh, (laughs) it's just Campbell, uh, all over again. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, the reason I recommended this is because you really wanted to watch Eurotrip. Hell yeah. Uh, which came out 20 years after this movie uh, in, in the year of our Lord 2004. Yep. Uh, and is basically the same plot, uh, which is you have this character. Uh, I, I can't remember any of their names except for Coop, who, and we will talk about Coop. Coop's great. <laughs> Uh, what's the main character's name in fucking Scott? Scott. Scotty! Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. She tells him she's in church, but she doesn't go. Still, she's on her knees, and Scotty doesn't know. So, yeah, in Eurotrip, you have the main character, Scott, who is played kind of like by a John Cusack type. Yeah, a like you know, a, his like, name is also Scott. Yeah, a, a, a Scott Mecklewicz. Oh, he's, he's the the actor is also the actor is named Scott. Yeah, but uh, but he's played by Scott Mecklewicz apparently. Yep. Um, uh, who is a John Cusack type? He's like a you know a relatively attractive young man, uh, who doesn't seem to have like social problems. Right. Right. So uh, he's not like the boys from Superbad who are total fucking losers. No. Um, you know, he's got friends. He gets invited to parties. Like, you know, everything's... He's got a good family. Like, hot girlfriend. Got a hot girlfriend. Kristen Kroik. Yeah. Lois Lane. Is it, was she Lois Lane? Uh, no, she wasn't. She was one of them. Yeah. She was in that sex cult. Yeah. She was in Chun-Li. Um, yeah. Yo, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, she was in that sex cult and Chun-Li. Those are her most recent credits. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, everything, everything seems normal in Scott's life, much like with John Cusack's character in this movie, uh, where, you know, it's like, everything is fine, right? Like, they're not like weird misfits like you have in, in John Hughes movies. Um. Like, maybe they're not getting laid as much as they should, but, like, it's fucking high school. Get over it, dude. Like, yeah. You're moving uh, out of college. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be fucking wonderful. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, in, 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 in Eurotrip, you have Scott who, uh, breaks up with his girlfriend right at the beginning of the movie. Um, is dumped by his girlfriend. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, it's the more accurate way to say that. Uh, and, and then he finds out that this, uh, you know, German pen pal he's had, uh, from his German class in high school, uh, is not a man named Mike, uh, but is actually a woman named Mika. Mika. Uh, and, uh, he ditches his summer internship before college to fly to Europe and go to meet Mika with, uh, three of his friends. Um, and they have, you know, trials and tribulations getting across Europe on their way to Germany, uh, where, uh, where Scott is going to, uh, you know, profess his love for Mika. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a similar thing. And, and, you know, we get to see Mika a bunch of times in this movie, who is also a 10 out of 10 smoke show. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's a very similar thing where it's just like, yeah, this young man is, is, is fucking flying across earth and then driving across the entirety of Europe to, to meet with this girl that he's been talking to on the internet, uh, explicitly because, 
uh, he just got dumped by his girlfriend and uh, and is is trying to uh, rebound basically. So same plot, which is why I made you watch the sure thing. <laughs> Very loosely the same plot, I would say. No, I don't think so because we'll talk about fucking Coop and Michelle Trachtenberg, which I think ha- they have the same relationship that Allison and Gib have in the sure thing. Uh, okay, fair. Yes, where, I'll give you where, that. Yeah, they like uh, where uh, Coop just like doesn't you know there's a running gag where they're just like well, you're not a woman like fucking <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of unfortunate too. Yeah, there's, uh, there's there's some problems in this movie. There are, boy, there are a few problems in this movie, huh? Yeah, but anyway, so um, yeah, the the other movie we watched is Euro Trip from 2004. We watched the unrated version. Uh, plot is as I described. Uh, you know, Scott gets dumped by Kristen Kruick at the Kruick? Kruick? Don't know. Uh, it's a misspelling of church either way. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he gets dumped pretty brutally by Kristen Kruick at the start of the movie. Uh, like at his high school graduation. Yep. Uh, while his parents are there filming it, which is, I think, very funny. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, his, his younger brother, uh, notices... Uh, I was, like, yelling at the screen uh, during, like, one of the earlier segments where he doesn't realize that his pen pal is a woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because I was like, German has all of these gendered word endings that you surely would have fucking noticed if you knew anything about German. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't, though. Yeah, Yeah, his his German is terrible, right? Like, uh, and it's, it's this, like, running gag that I'm sure is totally lost on anybody who's never taken a German class, but like his German is absolutely miserable. Uh, and it, it is shocking to me that he was able to keep up any fucking conversation with a German person. Right. Yeah. They're, they're like uh, email pen pals. Yeah. And Uh, they've been doing this for like years. I assume years. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. And his little brother, who's a freshman in high school has to like point out, well, no, actually. Yeah, no, this is Mika. Mika's a, a woman. common woman's name in, in Germany. And Jan is her brother, a man. Yeah, because he has a picture of, of Mika and, yeah. and and this guy who he assumes is her boyfriend. Uh, or no, who, who he assumes he is, assumes is he's Mike, com- the, the person he's been with. talking yeah. with. Yeah. And that Mike just has this like hot girlfriend uh, or sister or something. Um, and uh, yeah, so his little brother points out that actually, you know, Mika is a woman uh, and, uh, but this is after, uh, Scott has sent an ill-advised drunk message, uh, to Mika, uh, telling her to go fuck herself because, uh, she's, she, she has just like broken up with her boyfriend or something. Uh, and she's like, I was going to come to America so that we could, uh, we could meet up. We could be together. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, fuck you, you pervert, like blah, blah, blah. Cause yeah. he thinks it's like some older German guy. Um, and you know, so he sends this email, she blocks him. Uh, and, and then he has to, you know, actually go to Germany to remedy this. So Scott's a homophobe. Scott's a big homophobe. Sure is. Yeah, so this movie has... This movie is so fucking problematic. Yeah, this, this, this was, uh, I texted you at like three o'clock in the morning after yeah, I finished you sure watching did. this where I was like, what the, f-? like, Eurotrip is canceled. It's so canceled. Uh, this movie has is rife with homophobia. The first fifteen minutes of this movie <laughs> yeah, is just gay panic. It's just gay panic, starring Matt Damon. Yeah. Oh man. We'll, like, we'll talk about Matt in a minute. Oh boy. There's 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 so many things to say about this movie. Uh, it, which there's, is yeah. which is really bizarre because it's just like this you know fucking very very small low budget like uh, early aughts. Well, I want to say it's like it's not a mean spirited movie. 
No, I don't think so. No, and I think I think it actually, it's 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 intentions are probably a little bit more sincere than the sure thing. It's very sincere. That's a really good way to put it. Yes, yeah. I, and I think that's why I like this movie so much, and I've watched it so many fucking times since it came out. Yeah. It's like I love these characters, and the characters are all so sincere. Yeah, through a twenty twenty lens, it's yeah. like oh my, they couldn't have known. Could you have known? <laughs> Yeah, some people probably knew. <laughs> yeah, someone probably uh, should have said something. Yeah, so, like, this movie, it has, uh, you know, I, I I hadn't seen this in a really long time uh, since I was in high school, basically. Um, it was very funny watching this when I was in high school in, like, third-year German. Not that we watched it in my German class. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, like, I saw this movie in high school, and, uh, like, I was in German, and I was like, oh, I should get a hot German pen pal. Hell yeah. But, you know, similarly, my German abilities are about as bad as Scott's, so, you know, it probably would have worked out similarly. Um, which I guess maybe not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I went I went back into this movie expecting lots of gay panic, uh, and, um, and, uh, you know, uh, some misogyny and things like that but then there was just like racism thrown in there oh boy and yes. i was like what the fuck you got racism as well uh and and like anti-eastern european sentiment yeah uh, there was that so i was like what are you, you're just gonna throw slovakia under the bus for no reason <laughs> um like uh and then there's there's some like ableism uh like they they there's there's some like hard r uh jokes in the in the like uh third act of this movie uh that are that are pretty fucking bad yeah uh and it just it it, it just hit all of the like edgelord comedy bases of of the era um which i was i was not expecting i was like oh it's a teen sex comedy so it's gonna be you know homophobia and misogyny uh Naturally. i did yeah but yeah. i was like i was like oh okay so there's like you know an asian man uh sitting here playing like a traditional asian instrument and they keep like doing 1970s like kung fu exploitation cuts to him for some reason <laughs> um yeah and then they like go to slovakia and it, it like is like a bombed out hellhole uh and i'm like what did they think it was bosnia like did they, anyone they legitimately play sad trombone music when that scene opens in, in slovakia yeah and then one of the characters says Oh, we're in Eastern Europe. Yeah, like very specifically. Uh, and it's just like, Jesus Christ. And then Boris the Blade from Snatch shows up. <laughs> Boris the Blade is there. Uh, he's he's very into American culture. Yeah, but sure like is. they make fun of uh, of Boris the Blade is like into shit from like the 70s. Yeah, uh, Miami Vice. And I'm like, yeah, it's 2004, Boris. Yeah. Like the internet's a thing. Uh, in Slovakia, apparently. Yeah, apparently not. Uh, they also, like, you know, Slovakia is apparently so impoverished that they're able to have this, like, you know, lavish, uh, like, they have the spa treatments and they get new suits and, like, all this kind of shit. And they go to this, like, big VIP party, uh, on a dollar and 38 cents American. Oh, no, on their last 27 cents. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, the party is on their last 27 cents. The party is cents. on their last 27 cents. But yes. Yeah, they get, like, full suits and all this kind of thing, and it's, yeah. Meanwhile, the residents of Slovakia are throwing shit out their windows. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's, like, a lot of just fucking real, real bad stuff happening in this movie. Um, but, uh, I, I think that it, it might have, at the beginning... 
one of the most elaborate cuckold jokes uh, in a in a movie that I have ever seen. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, you are in for a treat uh, in the first 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, yeah, I want to say in the first seven minutes, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe even that much. Uh, or maybe in that little. Uh, but and one of the best cameos. Yeah, probably top, of, top of 10 the cameos 2000s. in the 2000s. Yeah. It's incredible. So, uh, do you want to explain the, the, first of all, why is this person, why is this character in the movie? And then why is the person playing them in the movie? Sure, yeah. So, uh, the, the movie basically opens with a graduation party. Um, it's, uh, like a, a, a huge graduation party with, like, drinking and a stage and there's a band and I've never been to, like... I've never been to any... Same you've never been the, to a high school graduation party like this. with the party and the sure thing, right? Yeah. Like, I've never been to either of no. these parties. Where the hell were these parties? I've never been to a party where there was, like, a band on a stage. It's insane. <laughs> and it spans, like, three backyards. Yeah. And there are no adults. <laughs> so no it's adults. just all 20-somethings playing high schoolers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a band. Uh, it's a pop-punk band, and they and this are... Is, this is the party that, uh, that Scott is at with his friend Coop. Scott uh, is at with his friend Coop. After he's been, uh, like, horribly dumped by, uh, by Kristen Kruick, uh, who... Ad- we should, we should cover that, yeah. The movie opens with Scott graduating. Kristen Kruick, his girlfriend, is right there with him, and he's like, Hey, babe, uh, I've graduated... I think she's. I think she's, she's a year behind be, yeah, him. Yeah, she's supposed to be younger. Yeah, so she's a year behind him, and he's like, "We've got this summer, and then I'll go to college, and then after this, that next year, you'll join me." And then she dumps him in, in spectacular fashion. Yeah, while his dad is recording it. While his dad is recording it, and his dad is uh, uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor, one of the the Bluths from yep. uh, from Arrested Development. And um, she dumps him. Uh, basically, says he's too boring. And gives him someone else's Letterman jacket. Yeah, it's actually very funny, and I, I like this joke because uh, she she's she's basically she says like uh, I can't deal with all the cheating in our relationship. Yeah, uh, and Scott's like, "What are you talking about? I've never cheated on you. Like, there must be a misunderstanding." Yeah, and she's like, "No, I'm cheating on you." Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, and then at the at the end of the breakup, she's like, "Well, here's your Letterman's jacket back." And he's like, this, this, this isn't, isn't mine. mine. Uh, and so the, the implication is that like, she's not, she's not just cheating on him with like one other person. Yeah. She's cheating on him with so many people that she doesn't know whose jacket it is. Yeah. And just thinks just it's figures his. it's his. Yeah. And then he cries into it. Yeah. He fucking puts his face into it. It's very funny. But you could say this movie peaks about two minutes later. Yeah. When there is a pop punk guitar drop and we cut to a stage yeah very very blink 182 yeah very uh, blink 182 some 41 like early 2000s yeah. pop punk yeah and they cut to the stage and it's a bald matt damon with tattoos <laughs> yeah, neck tats and, and like... piercings in his face and he's singing a song called scotty doesn't know and it's and yeah. all about how basically he has been boning Scotty's girlfriend, and Scotty doesn't know about yeah, it. Yeah, and presumably this, like, you know, pop-punk uh, band frontman is, like, 28 or something, yeah. right? Like, uh, yeah, and so he's, he's been fucking committing statutory rape, for sure, first She's of all. 16 yeah. tops. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the whole song is about uh, is is about like all of the all of the places and ways that uh, Matt Damon has been uh, has been banging Kristen Kroik, uh and and Scotty isn't aware of it. Yeah. Um, well, I think the opening lyrics uh, you, 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 like pretty much cover it. It's uh, Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Monday. Or no, no, sorry, do it in my van every Sunday. She says she's going to church, but she's not there, but she's on her knees, and Scotty doesn't know. Which is just, you know, I, I'm a big fan of pop punk music, and it's just a legendary opening line. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, this this is a song performed by a real band. Uh, the um, guitarist who was Matt Damon's college roommate. Yeah, so supposedly the guitarist in this band, uh, which is called, like, Luster or something like that? Yes, Luster. Luster. Who I have never heard of, uh, and I've never heard any of their other songs, um, and uh, you know, so supposedly the guitarist is Matt Damon's college roommate, um, and uh, they like you know they were they they got as was common for this kind of movie, uh, so like Blink One Eighty Two for instance is in American Pie, yeah, um, and uh, you know so this movie is very much out of the American Pie mold, uh, which was nineteen ninety nine I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, th- this movie is in that mold, and so, you know, same thing. They were like, okay, well, go find us a Blink-182-esque band that is much cheaper than Blink-182. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and, like, let's get them in this movie to do, you know, to, to you know, do a song or two. Yeah. Uh, and so the band is in the movie. The, the backing band is the actual band. The actual band who put um, this song out. Yeah. yeah, and then the front man is just replaced with Matt Damon. Yep. Uh, who just comes out of nowhere. Uh, and this is 2004, so, like, Matt Damon is at, like, pretty peak popularity. It's peak Matt Damon, yeah. I think the Born Identity came out, like, a, a year or two before this. Yeah, yeah. He was, um, he was filming some other movie in Prague when this happened. Yeah, The Brothers Grimm. Uh, The Brothers Grimm with, uh, Heath Ledger, Rip in Peace. Rip. Um, and apparently the story goes, uh, the... Eurotrip guys, the producers, needed a song for this scene. They were shooting in Prague. They knew Matt Damon was there. They got a hold of his agent. The agent got a hold of Matt Damon. And Matt Damon said, hey, I'm here shooting the Brothers Grimm in Prague. Uh, I have to wear a wig. Fuck it, I can shave my head. And you guys can give me piercings and stuff. And then they shot the... Uh, the party scene. They shot the party scene in a day with Matt Damon, Matt Damon uh, singing on stage. Or, you know... Uh, lip syncing, Lip syncing probably. probably on stage, yes. But I think Matt Damon's tongue gets a whole lot of coverage yeah. in this scene. And, and this is... They play the full song. Yeah, it goes this on for is, three and a half minutes. This is not 15 seconds or <laughs> no. something. Like, it's not the first 15 seconds of the song and then, you know, Scotty leaves, right, or something. He's, yeah. like, in the crowd at this party and Kristen Crook, like, pushes him out of the way yep. to, like, get to the stage. And she gets on stage and gets, like, grinded like on. grinding on Matt Damon. God almighty. Uh, yeah, it is, it is, it is the, probably the most elaborate cuckold joke that I am aware of uh, yeah. in, in, in cinema. And that's the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like before you even get to the plot, yeah. It's, so it's it's incredible uh, for for that scene alone. Uh, like you have to you have to watch Euro Trip. Uh, it is that scene is fucking hilarious. Yeah, uh, and the Matt Damon cameo is is just like you couldn't you know they could have just had the actual guy from the band 
do that. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, but, like, having, you know, international superstar of the early 2000s uh, mm-hmm. and today, Matt Damon come out with, like, neck tattoos and piercings and yeah. shit uh, and do this is, is very funny. It's pretty incredible, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's, that whole thing, um, this song, uh, as a result... Uh, was on the Billboard charts. Yes, yeah. It was uh, like it was a huge early two thousand. Yeah, it was a big iTunes hit. Yeah, uh, and you know, like this band is probably coasting off of, absolutely off of their fucking. They Euro are playing trip state fairs and playing that song <laughs> at the end of the set. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so that that happens. That's that's a really good gag in this movie um there's in the unrated version which we watched there's another scene at this party which is just incredibly long and uh just really gross yeah like one of the skeeziest scenes in movies uh where coop Coop. uh, who is scott's like idiot best friend yep got these great hair drapes yeah uh coop like walks through some bushes into an adjacent uh yard or something adjacent backyard with a hot tub uh, and there's some, like, girls from his high school there, and one of the girls is in the hot tub, and he just, like, walks into the hot tub fully clothed. Yep. Uh, and is then, like, dry in the next scene, actually. Yes. Uh, which is kind of weird. Uh, but uh, he, uh, he like, this girl is going to, like, get out of the hot tub because Coop's a gross, like, uh, skis ball. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's like, oh, you've, you've got something right here uh, on, on, on your breast. Uh, and then he, like, convinces her to, after, like, making her massage her breast to supposedly, like, wipe some dirt off Jesus or something. Christ. Her swimsuit. Yeah. She's wearing a swimsuit, and he, he, he convinces her, yes, oh, you've got something right there. And she's she's just, like, kind of rubbing her breast for who knows how many minutes. What felt in, like in an eternity. Time. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> And and then he's like, well, he's like, maybe you should take your your, your swimsuit off. Why don't you take your it. top off? And yeah. she just she does it. Uh, and then uh, and then like this goes on for another like fucking eternity. Yeah. Uh, and then some like you know jocks come out. And, no, before uh, that he says, oh, I'll just get it for you. Oh yeah. And then she's like, oh okay. Uh, yeah. I like, felt ashamed watching it. Yeah, it's like real weird, like dream sequence shit. Yeah, it's like this. This isn't actually happening, is no, it? No, and it's not okay. Yeah, it shouldn't have been okay in two thousand four either. Yeah, uh, very fucking bad. <laughs> uh, and then some, you know, jocks come out and see uh, see Coop like fucking molesting this woman. Yeah, and um, they just throw him into the next scene. Yeah, they just they just fucking throw and him. He away. literally is thrown into the next scene. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, there's, there's some, there's some pretty gross, some pretty gross stuff in this movie. Fred Armisen is in this movie, uh... As, as a, like, uh, as a, like, uh, you know, horrible Italian stereotype. Yeah, he's wearing, it's not blackface, but he is wearing, Yeah, he's definitely got, like, like a lot of bronzer they have on or something. bronzed the shit out of him. Yeah, Fred Armisen, not a particularly pale man to no, begin with. No, uh, But they were just like, yeah, he's not dark enough. Yeah, we gotta darken this guy we, up. We gotta dark Fred Armisen up. And then they give him a ridiculous accent, a uh, ridiculous, like, Italian faux accent. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're on a train. Yeah. So they're, they're, in, a, they're, in, a, uh, they're in a train compartment uh, that has six seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got three and seats got on five main either players. side. And, uh, well, we've got four. Uh, so we have, we have Scott, Coop, uh, and then the oh, two the twins. Oh, t- the two twins, yeah. Uh, one of the twins is played by child actress Michelle Trachtenberg, um, who 
you know, probably thought that this movie would get her some, like, adult, uh, adult-oriented movie cred. Not, like, adult-oriented. But... You know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, like, you know, I'm not Harriet the Spy anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a serious actress. Yeah. And I can, I can be in, you know, comedy movies that are for teens and adults. Right. Uh, and that did not happen. No, sure didn't. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, she's in it, and then there's, like, her, her character's twin brother... Uh, who's this like you know dork uh, who's obsessed with like his Europe guidebook uh, and his his camera? Yeah, and so the four of them are in the train compartment, um, and uh, and and Fred Armisen comes in as like the fifth passenger um, whose you know uh, seat assignment is in this compartment, um, and then every time they go through a tunnel and the compartment gets dark, which I don't fully understand because there's lights on trains. Um, you know, they turn all the lights off as soon as they go through a tunnel. Yeah. And they make everyone hold their breath. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fred Armisen comes in and then, like, every time they go through a tunnel, he, like, molests uh, the the male twin. Uh, and so Jamie. Yeah. yeah, Jamie. And yeah. so there's, there's like, a bunch of gay panic stuff there. Uh, and, uh, and then, like, at the end, they go through a particularly long tunnel. Uh, and when they, when they come out the other side, like all of the, the other, the, the four characters are on one side of the compartment. Uh, and, uh, and Fred Armisen is as this like darkened up Italian pastiche, mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, is like, you know, laid out on the other, uh, the other, um, bench, like smoking a cigarette with like, does he has his clothes, his clothes are all disheveled. Yeah, they're all disheveled. And, yeah. And the implication yeah. is that he has just raped someone, yep. uh, in the compartment in like the space of 30 seconds yeah unfortunately that's not the only rape joke in this movie. no uh yeah there's uh there's at least one other rape joke mm-hmm. uh so one of their one of the stops on their trip is in amsterdam yep uh where we have been um yeah and uh they, delightful city delightful city um you should go to amsterdam uh, it's not it's not all the red light district it's actually quite lovely um but the red light district is a lot of fun you should go there too yeah um and, and Coop uh, visits uh, a sex club called Vandersex. Yeah, and, and so you know, Coop Coop's mission on this Europe trip just to get laid is uh, he he's trying to get some wild European sex yeah. because he thinks that the United States is too puritanical. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they're in Amsterdam, they all kind of like split up, uh, and uh, we should talk about Jamie as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> what happens to Jamie here? Jesus. Uh, but uh, Coop goes to a a sex club called Vandersex. With three X's. With three X's. Uh, owned by Madame Vandersex, who is played by Lucy Lawless. Oh, that's right. It is Lucy Lawless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, he goes in there and there's just like all of these women like draped all over the place. Uh, and and uh, they find out that he's American. Uh, and they're like, oh, you, you must be so repressed in your, your, your poor puritanical country. Right. Um, you know, we'll, we'll fix that. Yeah. Uh, and then he he gets raped uh, like, by a large man with with a gun that has four dildos. Yeah, on what it? I can only describe as like a Ghostbusters fucking like uh, yeah. rifle with dildos on the end, spinning dildos. Yeah, and, uh, and I don't understand the mechanics of it. Don't make any sense to me. I don't. Yeah, no, it it, do, it does it. I, it doesn't make any sense. It's basically this whole thing where he's in some sort of like bondage setup. Um, and, uh, he has to, they give him a safe word, but the safe word is in Dutch. And it's like 16 or 17 characters long. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and all he has to do to say that he's uncomfortable with what's happening is say the safe word, but he, and it's on a piece of paper he has, but he can't read it. 
Yeah. Because uh, he's an idiot. Um, and Dutch is not a hard language to read or pronounce. So, like, the you know, I, this is, again, a, like, weird fucking Europe is this bizarre place uh, full of, you know, weird sex criminals thing. Yeah. Um, which, you know... I've, I have not found to be true, uh, in my experience. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he can't read the word. Uh, he tries to read it out and and they take it to mean something else. Uh, and then they bring out this like big burly bondage dude with a a dildo gun. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, it, it, it looks like a Nerf gun that you would have had when you were a kid. Yeah, but it has three dildos. But it has three dildos on the end and then another dildo in the middle. Yeah. And then the three dildos on the end kind of like open up. Yeah, they fan out like the uh, like they, the monster from Stranger Things. Yes, yeah, like the Demogorgon. And then the one in the middle starts. They all start spinning, and then the one in the middle starts spinning. And the last we see of 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 uh, Coop in the sex club is like his ass. It's like a like a slow it's, zoom. It's a, yeah, slow zoom on his ass. Yeah, and then and then it cuts to like uh, you know him like waddling. Yeah back to uh back to his friends and he doesn't want to talk about what happened right uh so you know we're 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 two for two on rapes in this movie super cool guys um and uh but then jamie uh the like nerd character uh he goes to like a camera shop to get a battery for his camera yeah uh and uh the the woman working at the camera shop is super impressed by his knowledge of cameras yeah and his super cool nikon yeah it's a leica Oh, it, oh uh, yeah. that is... Yeah, it's a like He specifically makes fun of Nikons. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's a very dumb joke. No uh, wonder she wanted to sleep with him. Yeah, obviously. Uh, and then she, like, blows him in an alley. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then he gets, like, robbed at gunpoint while getting blown. By that guy from Office Space. Yeah. The neighbor from Office yeah, Space. Yeah, like, the, like, the dude who's, like... Who's also fucking... in the, the Drew Carey show? Yeah. Um, and, and it's just another one of these things where it's like, yeah, all, all Europeans are unrepentant <laughs> sex monsters. Uh, and, and everyone is just trying... Everyone is just trying to sleep with you at all times. Um, and so, yeah, you know, and he loses their passports and then they can't... Uh, oh, money. You know, yeah, they lose all the money and all this kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, you know, there's two, two rapes in this movie. Uh... Uh, there's, uh, later when they're at, um, they're at a, like, this big party, uh, Michelle Trachtenberg char- character, uh, runs into, uh, this, like, handsome European guy she met at a train station in Paris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who is like, let me take you to my VIP section. Of course. Uh, and then he's like, you know, you should, you should come stay with me, go on my yacht in the Mediterranean, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then he's like, uh, and then he's like, you know uh says something like well yeah my wife won't be around so like all this kind of thing uh and it's just yeah and then she you know like runs away right right but it's another thing where it's just like oh yeah weird european sex creeps but that's also when coop realizes that michelle trachtenberg's character is a woman yeah so that's that's there's this running gag where uh like you know coop and scott will be like saying stuff about uh they'll be like oh yeah all all, all women are like this yeah uh and she's like i'm a woman and she's like you guys know that i'm a woman right and they're like no no they're no. like you're not a woman yeah uh and then yeah she puts on like a sexy dress Yep. Uh, at for this party they go to, and Coop is like, "Oh man, I want to bang my friend." Um, and <laughs> and uh, that 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 kind of pans out later in the movie. But before we get there, there's also some incest in this movie. <laughs> Boy, is there! <laughs> so, uh, which is which is just played off as like Star Wars stuff. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. There, so there is like yeah. real intense, like yeah. So so what the fuck is her name? What's the character's name? Uh, Jenny. 
Jenny. Jenny so, and Jamie. Jenny and Jamie are twins. Uh, and at the beginning of the movie... Uh, there's this joke that like they're the worst twins ever because yeah. they don't know and everything about each other. Jamie, or the male twin, doesn't know what kind of drinks J- uh, Jenny likes, and so yeah, Jamie gets Jenny a gin and tonic, and Jenny's like, I don't like gin and tonics, and then her friend says, "You guys are the worst twins ever." Yeah, it's just like a, okay, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's a weird, stupid joke. Uh, but then they're at this party, and and Coop and Scott see uh, like these two people. Like, fucking seriously making out. Yeah, like, hammered and just making out, like... Are they in a cage? No. They're, they're near they're the like cages. They're, like, up against a pillar or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, then, and then, you know, like, they, they move slightly, and then Scott and Coop it's realize revealed. that it's, uh, it's Jenny and Jamie. Yeah. Who are, like, tongue-in-mouth making yeah. out, uh, and then they realize uh, what's happened, and they separate. They're, they're like, very drunk at this point. Uh, but um, it's just played for laughs. Yeah, um, which is really weird. And then we just kind of move on to, like, it's another one of those where we move to the next morning and everyone's just kind of sitting around dejected. And yeah. they're like, oh, man, I made out with my sister. Yeah. And then Coop's like, ha, 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 you made out with your sister. Yeah, and then we move on. And then we move on. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Gotta get to the Vatican. Yeah, gotta, gotta go to the Vatican to find Mika. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, you know, like, I don't think we need to really say any, I mean, other than the fact that there's like a fucking, you know, uh, explicit sex scene in like a confessional booth at the end of this movie. Yeah, there is. Um, at, like with like, uh, Mika's ass, like pressed up against the fucking, uh, the like grate. Yeah. Between the two, uh, the two booths. Um, and, uh, so, the, you know, the, the end of the movie, fucking Scott gets, gets, uh, to where Mika is and professes his love for her and, uh, you know, and ever, everything kind of pans out happy ending. Um, uh, e- even though he did the same thing John Cusack did and was a big asshole earlier in the movie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so same, same kind of like every, every all of your mistakes are annulled. Yeah, uh, don't worry about it, dog. Within 45 seconds, uh, for, for no particular reason. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, but yeah, like, uh, you know, before, uh, before we get there, there's also some, like, they can't get into the Vatican cause they're not with a tour group. Right. Uh, and so Jenny just says that Coop is retarded. Yeah, sure does. Uh, to the Swiss guard. Uh, and then they just like make fun of people with fucking mental disabilities for a minute. Yeah. Uh, well, Coop is like completely obl- oblivious and, and, and looking in the other direction. And, uh, yeah. They, he's like eating an ice cream cone. E- eating an ice cream cone. And yeah, they, uh, they, they let them in and the, the guard very like debasing. You have a nice day. Yeah, like, talking slowly, like, uh, really bad. Yeah. Really bad stuff. Um, Yeah, so they get into the Vatican. There's some Vatican hijinks with, like, Pope hats. As you do. Um, And uh, and all that kind of thing. And uh, and then, you know, like, Scott finds Mika, and and there's there's a happy ending. But, yeah, what a... The whole movie is... there. Nothing happens in the middle of the movie. No. There's no, there's no, there's no character development. Absolutely not. There's no plot. It's a series of sketches. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a thing. We talked about this uh, the other day, but I think that's a thing that changed with the like Judd Apatow era of, of like uh, sex comedies. Yeah. uh, Which is that they became really script driven. uh, And this movie is not script driven. Yeah. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. You have a, you have a point A where you start, you have a, a point B where you need to get to, and then you just fill that in with funny hijinks and gay panic and, and cameos uh, vinnie jones is in this cameo vinnie jones is in this yeah 
And he's fucking great. He opens two beer bottles with his eyes. Beer bottles with his eyes. I have tried to do that. Oh boy. Uh, it uh, it is difficult, and uh, it also wouldn't work because uh, bottles in uh, in in Europe and the UK are not twist off. No. Um. So like, don't try this at home. Like, you could probably get away with it, like a Miller with like a Miller Light or something. But uh, you would not get away with it yeah. in the UK unless you have teeth in your eyeballs, yeah. like one of those. Guillermo del Toro monsters. Yeah, and I've opened a beer bottle with my teeth before. And Benicio also, del Toro? Gu- Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah okay. different people. Cool. I'm a racist. Um, but yeah, so it's nothing really happens in the middle of this movie. It's just kind of like wacky hijinks in various European cities that are variously debasing to different kinds of people. Yeah. Uh, for an hour. Uh, and then, you know, there's a happy ending and we are supposed to forget about, uh, like, all of the, all of the wild shit that happened in the last hour. <laughs> Yeah, Scott gets to uh, have sex with that hot German girl, and I guess that's all we're supposed to take from this oh, movie. Oh yeah, and she she uh, there's there's a throwaway line um, when Scott like goes to her apartment. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott and Coop go to uh, presume what is supposed to be Mika's apartment. She's not there. Yeah. Uh, and that's why they end up going to Vatican City. Right. Um, and uh, Jamie sells his camera to get them a bunch of money so they can get to Vatican City. Um, but uh, the uh, they go to Mika's apartment uh, and they're talking to Mika's dad. Uh, and he's 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 just like, oh, yeah, she was going to go over to the U.S. to uh, to like look at colleges or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, which also extremely dumb idea college is free in germany <laughs> what are you doing yeah go to college in germany <laughs> nah I'm gonna go to stanford yeah so she goes she she uh, apparently enrolls in oberlin which is where uh which is where scott ends up going and then like show he's like waiting for his roommate uh and it's just a repeat of the joke from the start of the movie where he's like yeah i'm waiting on my roommate and um and, and coop's like yeah i hope he's not a homo or something right like <laughs> it's probably exactly what he fucking said yeah uh, and then, like, Mika shows up at the door to the uh, the, the dorm room uh, and is like, I'm your roommate because they must have thought my name was Mike. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, college application forms have genders no, on them. No, 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 no. Maybe they didn't in, uh, or maybe they didn't, you know, maybe the, the gender option isn't so, uh, wasn't so elaborate back in 2004, but yeah. you absolutely had to mark whether or not you were a man or a woman. <laughs> so they could, yes. Um, so the sorting hat could yeah. uh, do its thing. Yeah. So that you could get, like, you know, your, your, your weird roommate that you have to live with. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christ. Um, but yeah, so, and then, you know, so now Scott's, uh, Scott's college roommate at Oberlin is his, like, hot German girlfriend. Yeah. Have you ever lived in a college dorm with someone? Like, that relationship, that relationship is, is over, over. in, yeah. like, two months tops. Yeah. It's, fuck, it's gonna be a disaster. She's gone. Yeah. She's back to fucking... Yeah, Deutschland. 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 Um, yeah. Don't, don't sing the song. Back there hooking up with Vinnie Jones. Yeah. Vinnie Jones, uh, Man U, uh, Man U fan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, great image of soccer hooligans in this movie. Oh, so good, yeah. Yeah, where they just, like, take this party bus uh, to, to that has a bar on top of it. Yeah. It's like a convertible party bus. Naturally. Like, like a tour bus that you would get on, double-decker tour yeah, bus. Yeah, double, yeah. But it has, like, a full, like, bar tap set on right. the, uh, the top floor. Yeah, my, my, uh, my, my quote-unquote headcanon is that the... the the football hooligans like stole that bus and repurposed it yeah, and they, repurposed it, it. that's just like where they live yeah yeah um but uh yeah this euro trip is a wild fucking movie it really is um i have a few notes 
that I made here. Um, one of my favorite lines in the movie uh, is uh, Coop and Jamie. And Jamie says, do you want to see my guidebook? And Coop says, do you want to see my balls? <laughs> yeah. And the delivery is just so fucking perfect. Yeah, so we looked, at, we looked into this guy. <laughs> Uh, the guy who plays Coop. So, oh so yeah, that's right. Yeah, Coop is like this is is a very prototypical like you know sex comedy um uh sex comedy sidekick. Yeah, his, right. Uh, so the actor's name is Jacob Pitts. Yeah, he's he's extremely lewd, uh, a very rude person, has hair drapes. Yeah, see, seems to just be like kind of a fuck up. Um, it's the same character that uh, that uh, what's his name is playing in Superbad. Uh, oh yeah, fuck is his name? Jonah Ray. Jo- Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Jonah Ray. Jonah Ray. Uh, why can't I remember any of these people's names? No, no, no. Uh, jo- yeah, he's playing the same character that Jonah Hill is playing in Superbad, right? Where he's like, he, he's he's like the the less sensitive of the two characters. Yeah, like completely insensitive. He has like a lot of growing up to do, but ultimately I think he's a good dude. But every, yeah, and everything seems to work out for him, right? Yeah. Like the, uh, so the, the, the running gag in, in Eurotrip is that uh, Coop is supposed to be doing an internship at like a law firm. Yeah. Uh, and they gave him a cell phone. Right. Uh, and he just like skipped his internship to go to Europe. Yeah. Uh, and every time he gets like a call from his boss, who is presumably one of the attorneys at this law firm, uh, he, he's just like, he's like, oh yeah, I'm down in the records room. Yeah. Uh, and he like gets someone <laughs> fired. Yep. Uh, like doesn't lose his job. And then at the end, he's like, I got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like aren't you going to college how did you get promoted no, that's cool don't worry about it <laughs> yeah um yeah uh, i coop, do love that coop, yeah coop does end up with uh with jenny at the end of this movie um he finally realizes she's a woman and he's attracted to her yeah it's not fucking how did that happen i guess he saw her breasts yeah um oh there's a nude beach scene in this movie whole lot of dong in that scene yeah in the unrated movie the, the unrated version of this movie has just a shocking amount of nudity yeah um so yeah the uh so there's the the nude beach scene uh where they're in uh they're somewhere out in 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 france Mm -hmm. um and uh you know they're like oh this place is known for its nude beach yeah uh and they go to this nude beach and it's just like overrun with dudes yeah just Um, old chubby dudes yeah and so there's just like a lot of a lot of naked dudes running around uh and then jenny shows up uh as the only woman on this beach yeah, and then get and then they get chased by they get all chased of these by naked all the dudes. dudes. Yes, because they they saw a woman in a bikini. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, uh, what exactly was going to happen? What happens if they catch up with her? Yeah, uh, not not a not a good look. 2004. Um, <laughs> yeah. So oh boy. Anyway, I'm uh, glad I didn't write this. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, so on, on on the topic of Coop, we looked him up, and uh, he's great in this movie. Yeah, he is. He's 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 like a he's got really great comedic timing. Um, he's a great like face actor. Yeah, like he does a lot of stuff with his eyes and 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 uh, like his eyebrows and his head. Yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's a very funny actor, but uh, like no career to speak of. Not really. No bunch he, of credits. Very few things I've heard of. He, yeah, I mean, he was he's he's been in some TV stuff. Yeah, so, so he was in Law and Order. Everyone's been in Law and Order. Yeah, I was in Law and Order. He was on a few episodes of Justified. Yeah, haven't seen any of that. Uh, nope. Uh, and he was in a few episodes of Sneaky Pete, and it appears that's it. Yeah, uh, and and uh, you know some movies here and there. Nothing I've ever fucking watched. Uh, but yeah, you know it's um. 
I think that maybe the problem is that he got his uh, he got his big uh, teen sex comedy uh, break uh, with Eurotrip uh, as as that trend was dying. Yeah. Um, so you know this is five years after American Pie. Uh, and that whole kind of uh, style of movie uh, just was just out. was yeah. falling apart, yeah. um, and then got kind of supplanted by Judd Apatow, uh, who uses all of the same people in all of his movies. Yeah, um, and so uh, you know this this guy, I think probably you know if he had if he had been in like American Pie two or something like sure. that, like yeah. three years earlier, uh, probably would have had a pretty a pretty good uh, comedy career, uh, but uh, totally written out of history as a result of having been in Eurotrip instead. I think yeah unfortunate and it looks like he did go on to do some stage work that's weird yeah but then in 2006 someone interviewed him after like a broadway production of macbeth he was in macbeth yeah as who uh <laughs> oh okay uh this interviewer said what's your inspiration for acting why do you do it and uh jacob pitt said money <laughs> Very occasionally, a piece of writing comes along that I personally connect with that really twists something in me that I will have nothing but the most fervent dedication to. In that case, I do it for the gratification of being involved with the piece. But like I said, that's about 0.01% of the time. (laughs) Not that I'm complaining when it's otherwise, it's money. I'm very well overpaid. Well, at least he's honest. I mean, this is good for him. Have you ever seen an interview with Hugh Grant uh, where anyone asks him about acting? Yeah. He says the same thing. Yeah. He fucking hates acting. Right. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, they pay me a ton of money. I'm to do good these at movies. it and they pay me. All I have to do is show up and play the same character I played in 1995 <laughs> and they give me $10 million. Uh, uh, charming. And, uh, uh, I, 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 I just don't I'm, quite understand. I'm how, the prime uh, minister. Oh, I've tripped over my own dick and balls. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's Hugh Grant. That's yeah. every Hugh Grant movie, including Love Actually. I fucking love that movie. Um, but uh, anyway, so let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, so th- those two movies, uh, I think they're very similar uh, in their in their like they have similar frameworks. Yes, very similar frameworks. Yeah. Uh, I just think that one of them is turned up to eleven, uh, and the other one is not. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I think that like you could. I think the sure thing. Uh, Anyone can still watch that movie and not be enormously disgusted. Yes. Uh, it's like, yeah, Gib is kind of a scumbag. Lance is kind of a scumbag. But, uh, you know, uh, it, 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 has, it pales in comparison to the level of Correct. just fucking violence that is done in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, uh, how would I say it? I think you could watch The Sure Thing on a quiet, rainy Sunday on your yeah. couch. I think Eurotrip is best viewed with some friends uh, after a couple of drinks or a couple of joints or something. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's very much a crowd pleaser of a movie, but you do have to put some of that 2004 shit out of your head yeah. to enjoy it. You can, you can get up and go to the bathroom at any moment in Eurotrip and come back. You're not going to miss anything. Like, nothing. No. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the sure thing has a... Has has like actual character development in it uh, yeah. that this movie does not have. No, like it sure other, doesn't. Other than Coop realizing that his friend is a woman. Oh, my friend has boobs. Yeah, the I think the only two characters that have any development in this movie are Coop and Jamie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coop realizes that his friend is a woman. Yep. Uh, and Jamie uh, realizes that like uh, you know uh, taking pictures of things is not all there is to life, and that's basically it. 
<laughs> Great character journey yeah, for Jamie. That's it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, that's the sure thing and uh, and Euro Trip. Yeah. Uh, two uh two movies from forty and uh or from from thirty five and fifteen years ago. Yep. Uh, if you know. Uh, if if you want to do anything with uh, Eurotrip, if if what we've described is uh, is disgusting to you and you couldn't stand to watch this movie, uh, just do yourself a favor and just watch the Scotty doesn't know scene uh, because it is it is one of the best gags in any of these kinds of movies. It absolutely is. Just just please look up Scotty doesn't know on YouTube and click the first thing that comes up. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been I've been listening to a lot of like fucking Blink One Eighty Two records recently, uh, and and uh, you know it was it was a treat to uh, to watch this movie and be like, oh yeah, this is this is what music used to be like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that a jet song that they're playing over a jet taking off? Oh, it sure is. Yeah, great. Uh, for like seven seconds for some reason. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so this is the uh, this has been the Columbia River Film School podcast. Uh, I'm Bill McDonald. Uh, I got with me here Pat McDonald, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, um, uh, I think uh, I'll be setting up the kind of RSS feed and everything here shortly, uh, and so I can I can drop uh, you know links and and what have it uh, in, in in future podcasts. But um, yeah, uh, thank you uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Science fiction.